0: This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Welcome to Entrepreneur Series Season Two. The theme of this season is let's get down to the root. This series provides basic knowledge business owners or aspiring business owners need to know to be able to run a successful business. This season will touch on topics or related issues almost every entrepreneur faces on a personal level and professional level. Expect guests that are expertise on their individual field coming to this show to share some of their wisdom in regard to the topic. If you are interested in advertising your product or services, email us at venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Connie. Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to Ventan with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome listeners all over the world. I can't begin to mention all the countries that listen to this podcast, but I want everyone to know I see you and I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Shout out to the new listeners that are just joining us for the very first time today. Thank you and welcome to the family. Please make sure you check out other episodes because we have great and awesome um, episode for you to check out to listen to now shout out to the OGs which are my loyal listeners that keep coming back every Tuesday to check out the latest episode whenever it drops I love you all and I pray God bless each and every one of you that are taking time out of your precious time or busy schedule to listen to me today Okay, enough of the long emotional talk, but y'all know how much I love you and uh, I hope I am bringing amazing content every week. Um, With that being said, today's episode will not be a waste of your time. I assure you that. And I have a special guest with me today and I cannot wait to bring him on, but make sure you do not move an inch because we'll be back right after this. Keep on listening welcome everyone to yet another intriguing episode of entrepreneur series as you can tell by the title today's topic is going to be about income maximization strategies i have the honor of bringing a special guest with me today he is a man on a mission to help you think differently about your money your economy and your future After graduating with six figures of student loan debt debt, and discovering a way to turn his debt into real wealth as he watched everybody lose their retirement savings and home equity in 2008, he knew that he needed to find a more predictable way to meet his financial objectives and those of his clients. He's a satisfied financial planner a two-time number one best-selling author and the owner of Lake Growth Financial Services, a financial firm in Chicago, Illinois. Over the years, he has helped hundreds of his clients take back control of their financial future and build their business with proven, tax-efficient financial solutions. He specializes in building custom-tailored financial strategies that are unknown to typical stock junkies, attorneys, or other financial gurus. As co-host of the Not Your Average Financial podcast, he shares some of his strategies for investing in real estate, paying for college without going broke, and creating an income in retirement you wouldn't leave. He works with people who want to grow their wealth in ways that are safe and predictable, to become their own source of financing and create tax-free income in retirement. With no further ado, let's welcome our guest today, Mark Willis, to the show. Hello, Mark. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, Connie. Doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing awesome. So um, I want to know, um, how is the weather over where you live? I hope you're staying safe and warm.
2: So far, it's uh, it's very chilly and windy in Chicago. I guess that's uh, f- part of the reason it's called the Windy City. But uh, we're enjoying every minute of it, and uh, it makes us forget how hot it gets in the summertime. That's for sure.
1: Wow! So it actually gets hot in Chicago as well, too.
2: Oh my! Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll get uh, it'll get very hot, uh, and uh, and but but I'll tell you if, if anyone's visiting, come in September, October. Those are just the most gorgeous parts of uh of our year it's those couple of weeks out of the year where it actually feels pretty great living here
1: <laughs> oh wow that's good i'm glad you're staying yeah. safe
2: but i, I uh, i'm a guy that loves all four seasons i'm I'm a, I'm a weirdo that loves the good snow as long as nobody's getting hurt uh, i love a good snow
1: yes and as long as you there's power because um i right. know and where i am in texas we did have a we are experiencing winter storm And um, for anyone that is um, recovering from this winter storm that live in Texas, please do check out the Salvation Army website, American Red Cross and other organizations Mm -hmm. that offer food and provisions that will aid your recovery. My prayer goes out to everyone and um, Mm -hmm. for everyone listening and wondering what's going on in Texas, are we experiencing winter storm this past week? And that caused a lot of us to lose power. Some people didn't have power for a day or two days or even more. And and on top of that, it's so freezing outside. We have um we have snowed probably one day, but a, a pretty much a lot of um ice. We're experiencing a lot of ice, and you know, ice is the most dangerous one. So um that's what's going on. And please, everyone, put um. When you're praying, make sure you put um Texans, um, citizens in in your prayers because a lot of people are still recovering, they don't have um food, they are still sick. Some people had to go to hospital for this. So our prayers goes out to all the people living in Texas. But I'm glad, Mark, that you're doing all right. And you love you say you love the snow, right?
2: Yeah, we you know, as long as it's uh it's it's uh, fallen and we're all good and we're safe and warm. It's it's a beautiful thing to see outside your your window when you're in a nice warm house.
1: Yes, it is, and I even had to go take picture before the whole crazy thing mm-hmm. started happening. But I love the snow. Just the cold weather is just what I don't like. But um, yeah. Um, so the topic of today is very paramount in in our country because almost half of the populations of Americans are. Living paycheck to paycheck. I believe this applies to the rest of the world as well. Um, Please correct me if I'm wrong because I do not have all the statistics here. So um, income maximization is in a lot of people's mind. Um, And Mm -hmm. the main reason I want us to dissect this topic and hopefully our guest here today, Mark, you can provide some insight to it as well. Um, so let's begin by um, defining the term income maximization. Mark, what comes to your mind when you hear the word or the term income maximization?
2: Well, a, a smile comes to my face because it's a, it's, it's a <laughs> reminder that uh, we can either chop down that tree with a blunt axe and take 10 days or we can spend a couple of hours thinking carefully and sharpening the axe Mm -hmm. So that that axe is so sharp that we can get through the job in in, uh, 30 minutes or less. Uh, So some things make your life easier and some things make it a lot harder. There's a old Peter Drucker quote that says, nothing is more useless than making more efficient something that should not be done in the first place. Nothing is more useless than making more efficient something that shouldn't be done in the first place. Hmm. I feel like a lot of our financial life is doing things more efficiently, that which should not be done in the first place. Yes. <laughs> uh, let me give you an example. Uh, you know, uh, rifling through the Sunday paper for uh, coupons uh, and trying to save a nickel here and a dime there when we are spending our grocery money on a credit card. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Hmm. Uh, or putting all of your money in a 401k. Or a home, paying down your mortgage, none of which is guaranteed for you. Okay, the 401k is not guaranteed. Wow. And the house is not guaranteed.
1: Yeah, And
2: it's not liquid. Now, a lot of your listeners are business owners. Uh, when does the bank give you money? Is it when you need it or when you don't need it? Well, they give you money when you don't need it. And when when you need cash... And you go to that bank and you say, Hey, Mr. Banker, I'm in trouble. I need some money. Are they going to give you money? No, Mm -mm. no. Banks are not, not in the business of lending to people who cannot pay them back. (laughs) And so banks are, there's an old Mark Twain quote, Connie, um, a banker is a fellow who will lend you his umbrella when the sun is shining, but wants it back as soon as it starts to rain.
1: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So so learning...
2: Learning to, think, um, learning to think about your income in ways that help you make income as efficient for you as possible is in- incredibly helpful. I had a gentleman who, who made a very good income as a doctor, but he was spending a third of his after-tax income on boats, cars, vacations, credit cards, all of it was servicing debts. And that made his overall financial life absolutely upside down. He was very happy with his stock market portfolio, thought he was doing great in his mutual funds, but he was moving backwards financially. His income could not uh, keep up. So, our job, and we did this over Zoom and over a couple of phone call sessions, was to make sure that he had an efficient, maximized income. And we did that pre retirement. And we also set up some tools and strategies for after his retirement that made sure that we maximized the growth potential of every dollar. We want every single dollar working as hard
1: mm-hmm. for
2: you as you're working for it. We want to sharpen. If, if, the, uh, if we talk about that ax and that tree, we want every dollar to be as sharp as possible so you can use it in the most effective way possible to help you maximize, squeeze every last drop out of every dollar so that it's for your benefit and not for some bank. So that's what we mean by income maximization.
1: Wow, that is a great way to explain it. And um, going back to what you said earlier about the bank always um, lend you money, when you actually don't need it, and when you need it, they, they hardly do that because they want to give lend money to those that come, they are sure it will pay them back. And it's so true. It makes me think of like when you are trying to buy a home, you have a good credit, you have all this, they will give you the, the loan. But if you make a mistake and mistake and didn't pay your mortgage. Uh, either one or two times your 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 home could be foreclosure they could take your home from you and actually the funny thing is at that time is actually when you need them the most it's actually when you need them to at least loan you some money or something but they will actually want to penalize you for missing those payments but that's a good that's a good point
2: Well, you know, we believe in again making our dollars as sharp and as efficient as possible so we can Mm -hmm. chop down the tree of our financial goals, whatever that goal might be for you, whether it's to sell your business or help your kids go through college or get to retirement Mm -hmm. or to buy that dream home, whatever your financial objectives are, that's the tree we're trying to chop chop down. And if we're doing it, and if we're doing it with all of this inefficient financial noise, uh, it's, it, you know, I'll, I'll use a different metaphor and sorry to mix metaphors here, Connie, but it's sort of like if you've got 12 different financial vehicles, you've got a brokerage account, you've got a 401k, you got a savings account, you've got your, you know, your um, business account and, and three or four other accounts that are laying around an old IRA from an old job you rolled over. Imagine you've got a handful of pebbles weighing about two or three pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a big handful of pebbles. And you want to throw it through that glass window over there. Uh, now, um, if you throw as hard as you can, those you know, handful of pebbles, it's going to hit that window and bounce right off. Yes. But now let's take a three-pound rock, one singular rock, and you throw it as hard as you can at that window. What's going to happen? Is hmm. it going to bounce off or go right through?
1: It will go right little- through, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is that? Well, physics says that focus matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can diversify into a bunch of different things. And, and uh, we can talk about the pluses and minuses of of diversification. And there's a place for that. But what are we doing? We're, We're making less efficient all of our financial life when we put, you know, a bunch of money over here and a bunch of money over there. And if we've got all of our money tied up in things that don't help us, again, our home equity is not an asset. Most financial planners would say, yeah, your home, yeah, that's an asset. I don't view my home as an asset. I gotta re- repair some windows, I gotta repair the roof, I gotta repair the basement, I gotta you know, fix up the deck, I gotta, all the things of, of one's life you, uh, in your home is not, in my opinion, an asset. It, in, my, in my definition, an asset is something that gives me income. Yeah. Back to income maximization. Mm-hmm. Uh, liabilities are things that take away my income. (laughs) And mortgages sure feel like they're taking away our income. So Mm -hmm. our goal at our firm at Lake Growth Financial Services, we help folks grow their dollars, protect their dollars. We help them make the dollar more tax efficient. We help them use the dollar for everything they need in life. Then in retirement, we help them get back all their dollars plus more. And finally, we help them pass that dollar on to the people we care about the most, that our clients care about the most. So that's what we mean when we say making our dollars more income um, maximized. Mm-hmm. And I believe really anybody who's got a financial objective can benefit from the income maximization strategies we teach teach all of our clients around the country.
1: Wow, that is so good. So who can um, who can benefit from this income maximization?
2: I'd say business owners people who have a, a business i'd say pre-retirees who are looking to scratch together what accounts they've been able to save inside that 401k or inside that old IRA um, i'd say those two especially folks that are in their um, you know pre-college or empty nest days so the kids are ready to go to college or the kids are just out of college those are great moments to really hone in and sharpen the axe to keep that metaphor um, you know we we can really look at a number of different business types, business owners and specific types of business owners, but mm-hmm. I'd say business owners and then people who are in that college kids, college age range, and then pre-retirees. Those are really the the sweet spot wow. uh, for this strategy.
1: Wow. That's good. That's good. I'm sure a lot of people listening probably have children entering college or are running a business. So this would definitely benefit them. Um, so I want us to talk about um, tax in relates to business. Um, for my listeners that are based in um, based outside of the United States, in you in US, we have to pay tax in either in, in our personal life, like just buying a gum, there's a tax attached to it, and also professional life, like running a business. So I'm sure um, aspiring and existing entrepreneurs. Um, listening to me right now is interested in understanding how tax works in business. So Mark, what are some financial vehicles that you can put money into without being taxed in the future?
2: Well, there's not many in the United States, nor around the world. Most financial vehicles are taxed in the future. Hmm. Uh, And that sort of gets to our uh, point about tax-deferred retirement time bombs, as Hmm. we call them. Uh, so there's 401ks in the United States. there's IRAs, there's 457 plans. In Canada, it's RSPs and RSSPs, RSPPs and more. In other countries, there would be similar tax deferred accounts. There's super annuitization plans in the in in Australia mm. and more across the world. But the you know break it down. it's either you pay your taxes on the seed or you pay your taxes on the harvest. Hmm. and wherever you live, ask yourself the question, would I rather pay the tax on the seed, small seed, or wait and then have to pay a a large tax on a great harvest? Now, most people I talk to would prefer to get the taxes done and out of the way on the small seed and let the harvest grow and be available to them totally tax-free. And only a very few types of accounts allow you to do that. In the United States, mainly it's Roth IRAs and cash value life insurance. Those are really the only accounts that let you have anything access totally income tax free. Wow. You know, we could maybe throw muni- municipal bonds in there, but those are under such duress right now with COVID. Uh, and a lot of municipalities are under a lot of financial strain. It's going to be really hard to see a lot of those, you know, local and state governments Um maybe even declare a bankruptcy and the muni bonds are out of out of favor. So really it's just the Roth accounts and cash value life insurance uh, that allow you a tax-free income in the future.
1: Wow. I'm glad you mentioned the tax-deferred like IRA and all those things. But I wanted to know for tax-deferred retirement accounts like the traditional IRA and 401k and a lot of those that you already mentioned, are they a great way to maximize your earnings?
2: Well, um, th- they're a great way for the government to maximize their earnings. Um, <laughs> here's why. Here's why. Um, in the in the four hundred one k. Again, that's for for those unfamiliar. That's just a tax deferred salary deferral retirement account, hmm. and there is a fee associated with your 401k. The average is one and a half percent according to the department of labor. And the taxes are not paid in that 401k today, but rather you grow your money tax deferred, and then you have access to that money, totally income taxable in the future. So deferral does not mean elimination. You know, I can Mm -hmm. defer my root canal. I can defer that (laughs) Um, that, that, that root canal might, but it just makes the problem worse, right? Worse.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) So deferral does not mean elimination. Hmm. Uh, I would, I would just really recommend folks think about when they log into their Fidelity 401k or TD Ameritrade or whatever, whoever manages that 401k here in the United States for you or IRA, or again, any other tax deferred retirement account, log in And then take your, let's say you have a million dollars in that 401k. Unfortunately, a good 30 to 40% of that money would not hit your bank account if you asked for it. Yes. Why? Because the Internal Revenue Service wants theirs. You have a partner in that account and his name is Uncle Sam. (laughs) Now, what about those fees? Let me ask you this question, Connie. If you owe a, if you have a million dollars, seven big ones, seven figures in your 401k and you have a one and a half percent fee on that 401k, that means, what is that? 15 grand a year of fees? Yes. At least. Mm -hmm. So how much of that 401k do you own? Let's say 60% of that is yours and 40% belongs to the IRS.
1: That's painful.
2: Okay. But you're paying all of the fees. The, the IRS didn't help you pay that fee, did they? Nope. So isn't that generous of you
1: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to be paying the government's
2: fees for their investing? That is. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm not a big fan of the 401Ks, IRAs, not because I don't think they serve a purpose. They certainly do. And I, I do see a value in people putting in up to the match of their company's employer match program but there are better places for your money to go where it's not going to be taxed like a time bomb waiting for you, especially if we think taxes are going to go up in the future. So that's enough about that. I'll get off my soapbox there.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Actually I want us to um, um, shift gears to investment. So if you don't, if you don't mind, please, what are some, what are the ideal attributes of an investment portfolio?
2: Well, your money has to go somewhere. Okay. It has to live somewhere. We can't, it just can't exist in the void of space. It has to be in something. So, the question, in my opinion, is what do you want your money to do for you?
1: Hmm.
2: I can't answer that question for everybody on this podcast today. Of course not. Um, All I can say is ask yourself very carefully what is the best and most perfect, sharpest, most maximized. Financial vehicle that'll, and what characteristics more than labels like 401k or home or uh, property or real estate or, you know, annuities or anything else, mutual funds, stocks. Just take the labels away for a moment and just say, hey, here's what I want my money to do for me. I want it to blank. And that's a great little thought exercise. Some of my favorite ideal attributes of my own money was you know, when I was first looking at this was I wanted some sort of predictable outcome. I wanted a guarantee. I wanted low fees. Um, I wanted some kind of access to the money before I retired because I'm a business owner too, Connie. So I wanted access to this money before I was, you know, too old to enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, And and, and I have used several accounts for my business purposes uh, over the years because I made a choice early on not to pack a bunch of money into something I couldn't get back out when I wanted it. Uh, I wanted it to have a good, decent rate of return to help keep up and beat inflation. Uh, these were all things I wanted to make sure, oh, and I wanted to keep it safe and out of the hands of creditors and predators in yes. case that there was some sort of issue there. Uh, so private, private transactions, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that's sort of my own little list for myself. Connie, what about you? Anything that, if you could just wave a magic wand, you'd want to have as part of your financial portfolio and what you want your money to do for you?
1: Um, I don't want to pay uh, like you describe about the 401k having to, because I've experienced that uh, firsthand where I have to try and take money from 401k. This is actually my money and we had to pay tax for it. And not just on that time, even when you file tax, you have to pay for it. So um, I want to have my earnings to be safe, like you said before, and also want—I don't want it to be like I am just giving out money to the government, and it feels like it's just recycling. Like nothing is actually it's not yielding anything for me, you know. So I want it to be safe, and I want it to be profitable, you know, and also can invest it to even more future things, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I have yep. so far. Mm-hmm.
2: That's good. I think that's smart. It the key is just having that conversation with yourself or your spouse or your business partners. Just writing it down on a sheet of paper will save you a lot of heartache later on because too many people are just told, here's what you do. Hey, you know, here, sign here. This is where you sign up for your 401k. Just sign up here. That's don't true. think. Don't think. Just just sign here and we'll see you in 40 years. And that's not a a way to take control of your financial future. So there's maybe some more better ways to, to, to manage your, your money. And it starts with thinking, thinking about what you want. What do you Mm. truly want? It's Mm. a hard question to ask, but it yields great results.
1: Yes. So it's definitely a hard question to ask. Um, So how can people meet their financial goals without taking unnecessary risk then?
2: Yeah, there are importantly, there are necessary risks. I mean, just, walking out the door, getting in your car, driving, that's a risk. Uh, and I could drive according to, you know, how I did when I was 18 years old and that's unnecessary risk <laughs> um, <laughs> That's you know, true. or, or I could make sure I'm, I'm heading my direction. I'm staying in my lane. I'm going to a business investment opportunity, or I'm going to take my family on a vacation. Those are, those are the necessary risks I have and want in my life to have a kind of life that I want to have. Yes. Um, but you can do the same with financial goals. Let's go back to that tree again, that that sharp ax and tree. You know, taking necessary risk means chopping the tree down, swinging a sharp object. That is a necessary risk, right? Yes. Unnecessary risk is doing that like with a blindfold and you know <laughs> i don't know i, I don't want to paint too gory a picture there but you get the picture mm-hmm. if you if you take unnecessary risk with that axe you could get hurt and other people could get hurt too yes so how can people meet their financial goals without taking a bunch of unnecessary risks take off the blindfold and think about what you want mm-hmm. and put your money in places that don't lose value just because oh somebody decided that GameStop wasn't worth $500 after all. Uh, to, 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 to look at some of what I see in the market today, it's it's very overvalued. Mm-hmm. There's certainly deals to be had and it could keep going up. I don't have a crystal ball, but that's an unnecessary risk. Uh, I guess the question I'd have is where is it written that we need to put our money into things that we cannot access or control just to meet our financial goals? I don't see that written down. It didn't come down with the 10 Commandments off no, the mountain. It no, you know, <laughs> no, there's better, and uh, you know, maybe there's better financial vehicles that can help you maximize your income in today and in the future and help you reach those goals without taking a bunch of unnecessary risks. Mm-hmm. It is possible.
1: Okay, that's good. So basically, we have to think before we do anything, make sure you right. think twice. Yep. Yeah,
2: we- and, and go ahead. Oh, yep, and, and and I would say just you know, sometimes the 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 best part of our conversations with clients, uh, and whether it's uh, the gentleman Sari Ibrahim who you had on recently, or myself, yes. uh, we we both uh, work together in, in this uh, in this wonderful firm at Lake Growth Financial. What we typically do is we sit down one on one in advisory role uh, through his firm at FinAssetProtection.com or, or mine, mm-hmm. and we just have a great one on one advisory conversation, listening carefully, asking. Provoke, hopefully thought provoking questions. And we might come up with some strategies that maybe you didn't even know existed. I certainly didn't when I first got into this business, there's 450 places where your money can live. Uh, and then you can combine those together, like real estate and a savings account, you those are two different financial parking spots for your money, but you combine them together. And they there you go, you've got millions of ways to put your money to work now. Uh, yes. so it, it can be overwhelming, but a good solid financial professional like Sari or myself can really sit down and have a decent conversation where we listen and don't presume, uh, kind of like a doctor. You don't want to prescribe before you have heard what the, um, pain points and the symptoms are, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: from there we, we build a real strategy that can help you reach those goals.
1: Yes, yes. I'm glad you mentioned Siri because, um, for those listening, I'm sure you probably listened to the past episode. Um, Siri was our guest and we talked about bank on yourself. So, um, you said, Mark, that you work with um Siri as well. So, I want to hear your thoughts on the bank on yourself um policy.
2: Sure, yeah. I believe it's one way you can really go upstream financially, uh, hmm. to to um, think some more about this. So Sari is uh, certainly smarter at this than I am, (laughs) but uh, he he and I have worked together for a few years and I was so thrilled and surprised when I saw that he and I were both going to be on this podcast back to back. You must be picking picking among the bank on yourself professionals. And that's exactly what we are.
1: Um,
2: There are 400,000 life insurance agents in the United States, 400,000. That's about one for every 800 Americans. Mm. Um, Surprisingly, one of the places that I found in my research that does everything I need my money to do for me is a dividend paying whole life insurance policy. Strangely, as it might sound, it grows if it's designed the bank on yourself way, which is why this is such a key conversation. Mm. Because there is a lot, like I said, there's 400,000 life insurance agents and there's you know, there's trillions of dollars, literally, in life insurance contracts in the United States alone. Trillions. Uh, Now, I don't recommend everyone just go get into any old life insurance policy. Um, Most of it is term insurance, which is more like renting anyway. Uh, But for those that have cash value life insurance, if it's designed the bank on yourself way, here's what it can do for us. It can build wealth guaranteed Mm -hmm. every single year. This wow. is not just death insurance where we give it to our family someday in the future. It's living benefits too. It's money I can spend on this side of heaven, which is, in my opinion, that's the more fun place to spend money,
0: yes.
2: <laughs> is, is my opinion. So it grows on a guaranteed basis every single year that you have more cash this year than last year, guaranteed. It, goes, it grows at a decent and productive rate and the gains are locked in every single year. It's accessible anytime. So, for the business owner, for the kids bound parents, college bound parents, Mm -hmm. uh, for the pre retirees or post retirees, it's really wonderful for folks just starting out in life and in business. You're able to put away and still have access to this money in your 30s, 40s, 50s. You don't have to be some magical age to get the money out of this policy. Mm -hmm. And when you access the money, The current, the income tax law says it is income tax free to get the money out of this policy. So I mentioned earlier, the two places you can really get money out income tax free are Roth accounts, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks. Mm -hmm. And you can get tax free money out of cash value life insurance, as long as it was designed correctly. And I keep saying that because it's so important. Again, I've met too many people who thought they had, oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a little cash value in an old policy my parents set up for me. But then we look at the numbers and it does not grow very well. It's gonna be taxed in the future. You must, I can't emphasize this enough. If you're gonna have one of these policies as a part of your overall financial portfolio, where it grows, you have access to the money, you can even borrow against it and, and treat it like a bank, And then you can essentially pay yourself rather than paying a financial institution or a car loan or a credit card. You can pay yourself that money Mm -hmm. or the insurance company that you own more precisely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a powerful tool to overcome and even make more efficient your overall financial life, but you can't do it with just any insurance agent. There's too many guys and gals out there who just got their license last Tuesday and they're selling a little term insurance, and oh yeah, I can do that for you too. No, they can't. I'm sorry to say that, but I've been around the block enough now to see it. And folks have unfortunately gotten hooked up with indexed universal life policies that are not designed well, or variable life, which are still sneakily tied to the stock market and riddled with fees. So you have to really work with a bank on yourself professional. It's almost like, I've almost likened it to the, the label on the at the grocery store, you know, USDA organic, at the grocery store
1: yes I know uh, that here,
2: here in the United States it's sort of a sort of a seal of, of a certain approval like the food has gone through 25 30 different quality checks to get that standard seal yes um, but then there's a lot of other food out there that might say all natural or low carb or but those don't necessarily mean any those words might not mean, it, mean anything. Yes. So you really want to make sure it's it's a bank on yourself professional that you're working with to make sure that these policies are designed correctly, if you want that in your portfolio.
1: That is so true. And I'm glad I'm I hope you guys that are listening, um, combined to what, what you listened last week and what you're hearing right now, hopefully you get more clarity on how the bank on yourself um works and you can reach out to these guests that i'm bringing in on this show um so you can work with them because it's very important that you work with a professional you just don't want to jump into it doing it yourself because you don't want to make mistakes so that's right yeah so um thank you so much mark um but before we close i would like for you to um give us uh, give the future entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs right now um any words of advice you have for them they're listening right now
2: well, again, sharpen that axe. even if it's just saving a couple hundred bucks a month, you know, putting away a little bit here, crawl, walk, run, whatever you can do to move the ball forward. Because, you know, um, life is like a roll of toilet paper, Connie, yes. It's like a roll of toilet paper. The more you use it, the faster it goes. Mm-hmm. So you got to start now, you know, you got to get the ball rolling. Compound growth is on your side today, more today than it will be tomorrow. So make sure you get out there and put some money away and consider bank on yourself as a savings strategy uh, because it earns more than a savings account. That's for sure. I was doing a little bit of math with uh, one of our clients. She had five grand. She's like, Mark, should I put it into my policy that she started four or five years ago? Should I put this five grand in my policy or should I put it into a savings account? So I did a little math with her and I said, all right, let's say that savings account is earning 1%, which is generous these days. Mm -hmm. But her five grand would grow about 3000 bucks more. So to eight grand over 50 years. And she couldn't touch the money for 50 years. So that was a regular savings account. Now, Connie, we put it into a bank on yourself type designed policy, that same five grand, same 50 year period. $5,000 $5,000 would grow to $70,000. Wow. Tax-free. Whoa! So which of those two numbers would you rather have? Sure. I r- would rather yeah.
1: have the back-of-yourself one. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. No. Those tax, oh my gosh. Uh.
2: Yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, that's that's worth its weight in gold. It's making more efficient that sharp ax we can throw blunt axes anywhere we want to and that's what savings accounts are that's what but you get the picture if you if you've sharpened that axe you'll make a lot more progress and a lot less time and effort and sweat and blood and tears will be spent and you can get back to enjoying the other parts of life Mm. that's my advice
1: wow wow that's such a great advice well thank you so much mark for all your contribution to this topic uh we we are nearing to the end, but uh, where can my audience find you or any upcoming events that you have going on?
2: I'm going to give just two shout outs. One, guys go chat with Sari. Sari is my main man. He is awesome. He is, again, he's smarter. He's funnier. He's better looking than I am. So go to his, <laughs> go to his website, which uh, is finassetprotection.com. That's F-I-N-assetprotection.com. If this strategy has piqued your interest, that's the place to go. And he can help hook you up with everything else and help talk through a full financial conversation with you. But it starts with just 10 minutes, 15 minutes to see if this is a good fit for you. Hmm. So that's where I'd say go first. If you want to dive deeper, you can listen to our podcast, NotYourAverageFinancialPodcast.com.
1: Hmm. Okay, guys, I will have the link um, to the website Um in the description of this episode, so make sure you check it out, and also have the name of his podcast—not your average financial podcast—for you to check out, so you can get more tips on how to uh, manage your earnings. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for coming to this show and all the words of wisdom that you have um, that you have shared on this um, episode, and uh, and I hope you enjoy um, re- um, recording with me.
2: Oh, absolutely a pleasure. Yeah, let's do this in person sometime in beautiful Houston area or Chicago area um, because uh, (laughs) once once the weather warms up a bit.
1: Yes, definitely, because it's so cold outside. But yeah, thank you so much. All right, guys, thank you so much for um, sticking around to this point. Please make sure you check out our website. Remember, our website name is ventangwithconeypodcast.com. While you are there, please make sure you purchase the merch products we have. We have t-shirts. We have so many things for you to purchase. And for the ladies, join our Women's Bible Study bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. via Zoom. If you're interested, please send us an email at so I can send you the link so you would join us. Please do check out uh, the description of this episode that you're listening to or any episode that you're listening to because I always, always have some um, resources and links for you to check out. And please utilize it. I encourage you to. Okay, guys, remember God loves you and I love
0: you too. This is your host, Connie, signing out. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to Vent with Connie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.